In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. What a wonderful gospel passage that we have just heard. We see in it a demonstration of a response to God and how we should respond to God. And really, we could sum it up with it's a demonstration of how the life of faith truly works. For in this interaction that we see between Simon, who will soon be called Peter, and our Lord, a universal principle, a universal response. It's the same, in other words, saying it's the same way that we all come to know our Lord and the way that our Lord works with us. And so today what I want is to perhaps put new eyes or perhaps fresh eyes again in seeing this passage because so often we can see it and it's incomprehensible because it just seems as if Simon Peter is a unique case and all of the apostles are somehow a unique case and they somehow in a mystery, and it is a mystery, but an incomprehensible, we think, God calls, and for some reason they responded, and we don't have anything behind that of why the apostles would have responded so immediately to our Lord, and thus dropped everything as the gospel ends and followed him. But if we take a step back and look at this, we see a pattern. We see something that happens in our own life, and even an image of how we can go deeper with our Lord, because then we could see the other times that our Lord may be calling us to go out into the deep water, to go out there to see what it is that he will give us. Because if we are going deeper, if we are listening and we already have this knowledge of God and how he works, we'll know that when we put out into the deep by his word, that he has something for us. So what is it that we want to take a step back and see what this pattern is? First, we'll begin with what is Simon doing? What is Peter going about and doing? He's just doing his normal everyday work. He's a fisherman, and he has finished his day's work, and he is tending to his nets, and our Lord shows up in his daily jobs and the skills that he uses to pay his bills. He's just going about and that shape of his life is there. But then our Lord comes and something begins to change. There's a preparation that happens as our Lord meets him there at his work site even. So there is a call to the preparation and a call of discipleship that occurs. Our Lord is teaching the people. And Simon Peter and those who were with him are hearing our Lord in that preparation of the preaching and the teaching of our Lord. But not just that, for that's told to us just in this gospel. But these men knew our Lord. They knew him before his ministry. They grew up in the same area. They knew him as Joseph's son and the woodcarver, as someone who had something special about him. There was a lifetime of preparation and experience and familiarity with our Lord. St. John Chrysostom remarks 
how this is actually probably the second time that Simon, who is soon to be called Peter, is called by our Lord. And he obeyed this time without yet seeing any miracles before his eyes. But when our Lord says, put out into the deep, St. Peter has nothing. It seems like a useless request to Simon. And St. John is pointing this out for us, that is first the call accompanied with the preparation, and then comes the time where our Lord makes a request, and it's a step in faith to trust that something must be happening. Simon doesn't know what's about to happen. All he knows is that the Lord has said, put out into the deep. And St. John Chrysostom says this, Mark that both their faith and their obedience of those fishermen, Simon, the sons of Zebedee, and those who were with them, in this bizarre request of the Lord. They've already finished up their day's work. But he says, yet nonetheless, go out into the deep. St. John continues, For they, though they were in the midst of their work, at the end, after this great miracle, they ended up forsaking all and following him. Such is the obedience which Christ seeks for us. That's where it ends. But there is this preparation and a blessing that flows from that simple act of obedience to put out into the deep that our Lord is calling Simon and those who are with him to do. The obedience that Simon fulfills, he accomplishes not knowing what will happen. And we might even go further and say that somewhere in his mind, he knew, or he thought he knew, that nothing would happen. What could have happened? What abundance of his experience could have told him that something like this would happen at this time of day, at this hour, right? He's a, an experienced fisherman. All of his experience probably was working against this act of obedience and that the chances of anything really to happen, he knows by his experience that the chances are very slim that anything will happen. But nonetheless, what does happen? There is the great shoal of fish that they struggle to bring into their nets as they cast out into the deep by that simple act of something that they do every day. But our Lord is changing the fruits of what that is because now it is done with his call accompanied to it. This act of obedience that Christ uses to call Simon Peter is the same way that he works with us. No matter what we are doing, whatever it is that we go about our day, there will be a call. There will be something, a prompting from our Lord to do something that seems mundane perhaps, boring, or something that just won't work because we've tried it a billion times before and it just hasn't worked this way. So Christ is using something in Simon's daily life to radically shake him up, something that he has now prepared him to receive and to step into, laying a new foundation for this man and those who are with him. This is the response. It is very interesting, the response of Simon Peter once this great haul of fish comes in and he's accomplished this act of obedience and he is struck by something, not just amazement, but his response is really curious. What are Simon Peter's words? 
Because this man is shaken to his core by simply bringing in tons of fish. He doesn't just say, thank you, Lord. He doesn't just sit there in amazement. No, he falls down at Christ's knees and he says, I am an unworthy and sinful man. He makes this confession of who he is and the response of the Lord is something to the Lord from Simon Peter is something that goes far beyond. We see that this isn't just about the material blessing that God has given him and his family as a fisherman that he can celebrate for, but he sees that he is convicted, that he doesn't deserve this blessing, and he recognizes that Jesus who is before him is somebody different, somebody who he can't quite grasp, but he knows it has something to do with the blessing, has something to do with his own sins, and that our Lord is nonetheless providing for him and calling him to something new. So to this man, to this Simon Peter, the blessing is a revelation. It's something beyond the material. It's something that goes deep into his heart in that response of seeing something different happen. A miracle, you could say, because he knows in his mind this is not how it normally works. God is changing the way that this works. He sees Jesus' work, and this is his response. The response of humility and recognizing his own unworthiness. But it doesn't end there. Our Lord uses that current state and calls us within that state, every single one of us. And he grabs our attention, you could say, by whatever means that we might understand so that we too can have a response to his call, to that grabbing of our attention, just like he did for Simon Peter. Because then, in that foundation that Simon Peter is proclaiming, in that new state that his heart and his soul are in, where he knows that he's unworthy, and yet he receives the blessing. That is how our Lord is calling and grabbing us. He suspends the normal order, the normal expectation, briefly for our sake. And it is then that we come to know ourselves, we know our sins, and we realize of our inability, because that's what St. Peter is saying, that I am unworthy, I don't have the ability to make this always happen. So the real blessing, rather, is a realization of just how powerful the love of Jesus Christ is towards us. That's the revelation that Simon is proclaiming. So for us, what does this mean? Where do we have an example where our Lord is constantly calling us to take this same type of faith? Let me give just one example. And perhaps it will help and benefit each and every one of you. For in our church, we have a normal way of asceticism, a normal way where we give of something good and we receive a blessing from God because we are giving something to him. It's our act of obedience like Simon Peter gave. And this thing that I'm going to bring to your attention is a tithe, something we all think we know how our finances work, right? Just like St. Peter knew, thought and knew I know how fishing works. Me to go out into the deep, what will this do? I fished all night. But we have an opportunity each and every time we look at our books, we look at what we're doing, that our Lord is calling us to give a tenth of what we have, 
give to us and see if he doesn't work a miracle. This is one of the few instances where we have a command of Christ that's accompanied by a promise in the book of Malachi. Test me and see what I do. This is essentially what our Lord is saying in this. We can be like Peter each and every time, every time we do this, and take a step of faith and see how God will bless us unexpectedly. His providence will bring in a great haul of fish that we had nothing to do with. I know from my own life, my parents, if there's one thing that I constantly thank God for, is that they raised me from a tender age to take this principle very seriously, to take that tithing to the church, even from the time I, you know, I mowed the lawn and got three bucks, that 30 cents went in. And so, even when the basket went around growing up, and so, and my life has always been one of trusting in the providence, the next thing that God will do. Lord, I know that you have a promise. Lord, I know from my relationship with you that if I put out into the deep by giving this, then you will give me a great haul of fish that you will have a miracle in some form. Maybe it's not actually financial, but my life will be different because you will make me new. And that's what happens after to Simon Peter. Our Lord had prepared him. He gave him a command and he provided for him a great haul of fish within his daily work. But the, this account ends in a very odd way. What does he say and what does the sons of Zebedee and Simon Peter go do? They leave everything and follow him. They didn't gather up those fish, put them in baskets and take them to the market. The gospel says they left everything. You can imagine just piles of fish in, on the shoreline for someone else to benefit because they knew that there was something greater before them, a greater spiritual blessing. So they left everything and they followed our Lord. They left their nets, they left their daily work, and our Lord called them to something greater, but something that they could wrap their minds around and understand because our Lord had prepared them. They wouldn't just be those who were fishermen, but they would be the fishers of men. So the full opening of the blessing and grace is enabled by Christ and our response to him when we notice it. So that when we become disciples, when we are like Simon Peter, the sons of Zebedee, and all those who he called, we become more fully aware of our unworthiness before our Lord, and yet we begin to know and trust in his providence. There's the tension of Christian life there. We are unworthy, but we trust in our Lord that he has and will give us what we need when we follow him. So this is what I want to take the step back from and present to you today, that we all have this opportunity. This is why the gospel is read. We are all called to be disciples in these ways. So may we all at that critical time cast our nets when our Lord commands and directs us into the deep, that we may have the abundance of his providence and the grace of following his way that transforms our whole life. May we too live that great Christian way of humility, of knowing our unworthiness, and yet trusting in the secure knowledge of our Lord's continual and abundant providence and the blessing that he has for us. Amen.